When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the YouTube and podcast homes for BamaOnline.com. Travis Ryer, Senior Analyst for BOL alongside site publisher Tim Watts. And Tim, the reveal that we've all been waiting on, the college football playoff set for the 2024 installment. And I don't know how many people are glad, how many people are mad, how many people are sad with the news, Tim, that the Alabama Crimson Tide is back in the CFP. Yeah. I mean, I get, look, I'm going to get the debate this year. Florida state is a good football team. If Jordan Travis was playing, I get it. George is definitely a top four team to me as well. You know what I mean? You, you see all that, but with that said, Alabama was the right choice. It was the punishment. If Texas best whole thing for Texas to get in is beating Alabama. That tells you how good a win against Alabama is, how good Alabama is. And then to beat Georgia, not a fluke, not a bunch of penalties and all the crybabian that we're trying to see. Even the crybabian has been limited. They beat a really good Georgia team or a really good Georgia team in a good game. So um, I thought Alabama would be the choice this morning, but I didn't know. I mean, you had to do something unprecedented, right? Yeah. You had to. Undefeated conference, power five conference champ. I mean, if you come down to it, though, I go straight to Vegas and I think, what is Bama favored versus F- FSU? What is Michigan favored versus FSU? Is Michigan even favored over Bama? I mean, we're having a completely different discussion. You roll that FSU team out to Georgia in a bowl game, and I think they're scheduled there, right? Yeah, I think uh, I saw an early line at Georgia like 13. That's what. I, that's exactly points. what it would have been Yeah, in the college football playoffs. So that tells me Georgia's the better team. Alabama beat Georgia, but when you come down to that committee, the best part is they'll probably be two teams worthy next year, and we'll be choosing some poor loss team as the as the twelfth seed. Yeah, I think they got it right. I said it last night on instant analysis. Basically, the field that we got today was the field I thought should be in this college football playoff. I thought, as much as anything, the legitimacy of the college football playoff this time around hinged on SEC representation. And, you know, we're not talking about an SEC rep like a year ago that you would have had with LSU. Had LSU beaten beaten Georgia last year, it would have been a three-loss team. No way. Right. Totally different. Yeah, totally This is not only a one-loss SEC champ, Tim. It's a 9-0 in the SEC team in Alabama. Alabama didn't lose a game on the way to the – you know, I keep hearing about they're a one-loss team. Well, in the best league in college football, they're 9-0, Tim. And a good, this is the things like Alabama's wins. For some reason, they just like dismount. You know, I don't even see like Ole Miss mentioned. Ole Miss has two losses, Bama and Georgia. They're a top 10 team. They be in the 12 man playoff. I mean, they've got uh, three t- top 14 wins. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Missouri, Vegas, another SEC team is in there. So you've got five SEC teams in the top 15. Yeah. Bama went down seven nothing, led the rest of the game once they were up 10 to seven. I mean, that was a good win against Georgia. They took control of Tennessee. They took control against LSU. Texas, by the way, is a three seed. That's their loss. And early Bama, I'm not going to make any excuses. Texas beat Alabama that night. Different Alabama team. 
and a different Texas team, by the way. Two different teams going in the right directions. Um, but that's a three seed that's probably going to be favored over the two seed, right? I mean, I'm taking Texas versus Washington, and I like Washington. I like Texas against Washington. Yeah, and I like Washington's football team. They stopped the run. They got a vertical I think threat. Texas, though, more Alabama-ish Absolutely. than Michigan or Washington. Yeah. I, you know, the I Rose Bowl's bummed out because they got – they didn't get the traditional Pac-12 Big Ten matchup that you know they covet. But Alabama going back out to Pasadena for the first time since the 2010 BCS National Championship game to take on the Michigan Wolverines. Um, yeah, it's a tough situation for Florida State, man. If Jordan Travis is healthy, I would have been shocked Absolutely. if Alabama would have got I think that's essentially what it came down to, Tim. Yeah, uh, you had a couple of games to see this Florida State team without Jordan Travis. Uh, it wasn't pretty. All the credit in the world to Florida State last night. That defense is elite. They were. It great. is very yeah. much college football playoff caliber. But you talked about it. If you put that team with that quarterback situation in a playoff, even without an SEC team in it, it's going to be a problem. Look, um, just, and now, yeah. unfortunately, the the prize, the the parting gift for Florida State is that it looks like it gets an SEC team in a non-playoff. Hey, they get a chance to prove they deserve to be yeah. there. Well, you got a Georgia team that's probably going to have a few guys sitting out going pro, not risking. I mean, it's not the college football playoff, so you can see some guys sit out. Yeah, you I mean, gotta, Brock Bowers doesn't play in that game, does he? With the with the injuries and stuff. The kid's a warrior. You know what I mean? I think no. I think even maybe curbing them or no. And also, they've got – we discussed this before the game. Um, we have uh, seen – Georgia has a bunch of young tight end talent there too now. They're not yeah. – they're they go tight end heavy in Athens. But, I mean, when you look at this and, you know, the people that are mad, you know, what's funny, the people that cover college football that hate the SEC. Wait, how do you love college football and hate the SEC? That is the best conference it's fatigue. in the country. It's fatigue. It yeah. It doesn't 13 mean of the last 17 national champions. It doesn't mean Texas is. isn't good. They are good. It doesn't mean Washington's not good. They are good. It doesn't mean Michigan's not good. They are good. But the SEC is the best conference, regardless of how butthurt they are. And they also set it up. I mean, I was watching it last night on Twitter, and I ignore a lot of the, the mess, but they're like, you got to be FSU. has got to be. Because then they got a talking point today. They get to yell real loud, you know? It doesn't have to be Florida State, unfortunately, for the Seminoles. Um, you know, again, you, you have to take into account, it is a quarterback era in the sport yes. of football. And if you aren't in a legitimate place, and you're talking about the top four teams. I mean, we saw it yesterday. Uh, we saw it really throughout the weekend. You have to be at a high – you can't hide the quarterback anymore. You know, there used to be a period, even for Alabama in the early 90s, some of the success they had under Gene Stallings. You could play around the quarterback. Once you get to the penultimate games in this sport, you can't do that any longer. You know, yeah. Oklahoma State's quarterback situation yesterday in comparison to Texas's. With Quinn Ewers, there was no way Oklahoma State was going to keep pace with that Oklahoma, with that Texas offense. So, um, big winners in all this. Obviously, Alabama, a big winner. Uh, I think I think Washington and Texas are big winners because they don't see Alabama in the first round. The prize yeah. for Michigan being the number one seed is that you get the hottest team in college football right now in the Alabama Crimson side. So, I got the Wolverines as, um, among the, the few losers in all this. Well, I mean, think, technically, you could rank Alabama number two, right? If you're going just on who's the maybe number one, who's the best team in the country? 
throw it out who looks the best. I think there's a discussion. Now, everybody, you know, Alabama has had its struggles. It struggled against Auburn. Everyone has these kind of struggles, I think. It's a long football season. I mean, me and you discuss it all the time. Uh, every win's a good win. You think you just gotta you gotta get it and run with it. But um, again, George, you know, the to me, I was surprised Florida State was ahead of Georgia personally. I was surprised Florida mm-hmm. State was ahead of Georgia. I mean, Georgia's, you know, not just their past history. This to me was Georgia's year where they had the best wins from the last couple of years. It Missouri, worked out. It worked out for Georgia from a schedule perspective because Missouri, especially, and up. Ole Miss, they've but, got and top, Ole Miss, they've got two top twelve type wins, and in the past, but they lost the Oklahoma game early in the season. You yeah. remember they they, oh, yeah. they weren't able to play Oklahoma because of the SEC thing coming in next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as five they'd six, be, they'd be that Oklahoma, was probably tough. Yeah, so they but Georgia had you know they had quality wins this year. Now the schedule favored them because they always fell at home. You know, there's yeah. a little bit of that going uh, going their way. But, I mean, obviously, Georgia's a good team. I mean, it's just – to me, I'm not going to mock like it was a no-brainer. To me, it's a no-brainer because I've watched Alabama. But you absolutely can make a case for Florida State. And, again, Jordan Travis plays. I don't have near the argument I have now. But without Jordan Travis – I mean, last night, what, they have a 78-yard touchdown run? Oh, they were going – they had – Florida State's success came from basically the Wildcat. And I know that Florida State was down to a true freshman third-team quarterback. Rotomaker didn't play the back. That's part of it. Yeah, that's part of it. But you saw him against Florida, and it was a struggle for that Florida State offense. And And I think something Richard DeLion here in our comments that we'll check in with, uh, he says this committee really looks bad keeping Alabama at eight for so long. Uh, they now remind me of the old AP poll, and I, I agree with some of that. You know, the committee could have helped themselves a lot by getting Alabama up to, you know, six or so, and even getting Texas up there, especially after the injury to Jordan Travis. Mm-hmm. And it was apparent he was done. This wasn't a, a up for debate situation. Of maybe he can get back. Jordan Travis, unfortunately, was done for the season. That yeah. information was known and out there. This committee, Tim, didn't really help itself throughout the process. I mean, they were bully on Oregon. You know what I mean? It was clear at some point that Texas for sure should have been ahead of Oregon. Bama probably should have been ahead of Oregon the way things were going. They were bully. They were so proud they had that iPad and they were getting the cut-ups and watching the games. They were they were so happy. Bo Nix is complete 78% of the passes, you know, because all that factors in. And then, you know, they go out and Washington has beat them twice. Let's another another fact. Washington shuts down the run. I said this leading into the game. When you shut down the run like Washington does and you get straightly into Bo Nix and 78% and the the plays they try to run, Washington has a chance and they got a quarterback that can throw vertical. Now, Pete Phoenix, he's a, he'll throw some different balls on you, some different arm angles, but he can throw that deep ball. They've got explosive plays. They got good cornerbacks too. So, I thought um, they won the line of scrimmage on both sides against Oregon. Absolutely, but the whole way is Oregon. They got this they great ran the balls. Ball. Who is and I, I look at Washington's team. I see a bunch of uh, Oregon's team, I, not to call them retreads or rejects, but Bo Nix at quarterback, Trayshawn Holden at wide receiver, Kyrie yeah. Jackson at corner. Yeah. Uh, Washington's got throws. Dylan Johnson yeah. at the running back position from Mississippi State. It's like guys that aren't happy in the SEC go out to the Pac 12 and become stars. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. But with, yeah. And so you, they were so all into Oregon who didn't have a good win at the time. I mean, they had Utah's a good win. What was Utah's final record? Utah never had their starting quarterback the entire season. You know, he was out all year. 
So yeah, we talked about quarterback play and the importance of it. Yeah, I mean, Utah ended up eight and four, eight and four, fourth in yeah, the. Whittingham's you know, a great coach. Oh, he absolutely. They is, were without their is. guy all season. Yeah, and he's good. That's a clutch player. Good, good. Changed the whole dynamics. They were still a fun team, a solid team, but no, it was a completely different team. So Oregon was kind of they were bully on them. They did leave Bama at eight. Like I couldn't get over the fact that the punishment for losing to Texas seemed to be severe to me. It was like Texas was a bunch of scrubs. It's like they lost to Texas State with uh, what's that movie where Catherine Ireland's the field goal kicker, and I got Scott Bakula at quarterback. I mean, oh, Steve gosh. Sarkeesian and Bo Davis and Quinn Ewers, and you know well, that was a good football team. So, do you think the committee still, even up to the show today, really didn't put a lot of value in Alabama just playing Texas? Was it worth it for Alabama to play Texas? Was it? pretty much the win over Georgia that pushed Alabama in the top four along with the injury to Jordan Travis. Yeah, I felt like all along as this thing came down to it, it was all about Alabama and Florida State specifically because of the quarterback situation. But it never did feel like Alabama got credit for at least scheduling Texas. In yeah, the and that, that pisses me off because college is about competition. I look forward to that Alabama-Texas game the whole year. And even now, I don't regret for a second Alabama played that game because losing that game really went a long way in determining what this team was, right? They 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 persevered, they had adversity, they had to get better, they had to change some things. And um, and they did. You saw them get better from that loss. That's what early games are about. It's like non-conference in basketball. So how are you going to tell me that's not a plus one? Because again, take out Texas, play Thompson High School, Sanford or whatever. And Bama's a lot to get in. Not only are they a lot to get in, they're the one seed. Mm -hmm. Bama's the one seed if they'd have played somebody else. So I still want to see those games. I don't want to see the all those games canceled. And you don't have to really cancel them with the 12-team playoff. But, I mean, you're in the SEC. Do you really want to be playing these other schools, you know, out of conference and then heading into the SEC? I mean, you get Texas, Oklahoma jumping in. and Yeah, we've already gotten a glimpse at some of the, the schedules for next season in the SEC with Texas and OU coming in. And it's it's going to be a rough uh, road to hoe. I think we're uh, going to see a lot of those games canceled personally. We'll down see the road, right, non-cons, home yeah, and homes. I just think they're going to say – I think, unfortunately, it might bring back the neutral site games, you know, those where you just are, play those, one of those and yeah, you don't I love have to those. go on the road. Yeah, yeah I love be. those. Could be. Um, so, Michigan, Tim – for Alabama. You know, I think Saban, they got those condos across the street from the practice fields there in Tuscaloosa. You think Saban's going to already has a suite probably going on of those condos with, uh, with Harbaugh and the, the Wolverines on the other side, going to make sure there's no spies or anything up there. Shoot. I'd be posted up with somebody watching <laughs> the apartments. I'd be at the practice. I'd have somebody standing up on the thing, but I mean, Michigan's a good team. I don't think they're necessarily a fun team. They're kind of that old school, you know, you know, grind them out. I mean, that, you know, McCarthy's last four games, he's passed for 60, 141, 148, 147. That ain't going to do it. That No, that's definitely not going to do it. Now, they're a good team. They're solid defensively. It's not going to be the same level of athletes. But, you know, Jim Harbaugh is a good coach, has always been a good coach, was a good coach in the NFL. You're giving him and Saban 30 days or whatever that, that timeline is to get ready for this game. Um, I, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, you get Michigan, you get Alabama – uh, that's college football, you know, Pasadena, I think about, man. Yeah. The return. Yeah. 
I was really hoping to see Georgia and Oregon personally. I know it's looking like Florida State, but I thought Georgia-Oregon would have been a better matchup. You had Bo Nix coming back to play Georgia. You had Dan Lanning from Georgia. You know, you got the, uh, the that game personally. So as you break off in these bowl games, but um, yeah, I mean, Michigan's a good team. They've had their moments. I know they've been caught up in the controversy and the us versus the world mentality. Well, I mean, when you create it, <laughs> when you create the us versus the world, that's your fault, not our fault. Well, nobody really knew about it, Tim. This guy just acted on his own, you know? There, there really wasn't much of a concerted effort. I love, but I love the argument. It was just a small advantage. Then why did you go to so much effort? Well, he must I not have just... done a good job on TCU in the playoff game last year because TCU wrecked the Wolverines out in Glendale. And last time we saw these two teams on the same field, that was the case down in the Citrus Bowl. And I know you talk about bowl games ago, now. Right? Yeah, people opting out. That was the end of the 2019 season when Mac had jumped in there for Tua. And uh, you had a couple of guys sit out for Alabama. I think Trayvon Diggs set out. Definitely set out. So, we still had some guys. We had Smitty, Rudds. We had those guys that, that still played. Uh, Judy on the like the first play. Yeah, he got hurt, the right? top on a deep ball. Who, Rudds got hurt on punt coverage. How about that? We got a future first-round pick out there on punt coverage right before he goes pro. Devontae Smith did culture. it too. Yeah. Hey, you can talk about culture, but you kind of see the culture. And, you know, switching to Bama – the way those guys handled that last night, I mean, you, I don't, I'm not sure you can be any prouder. Jalen Milrow crying um, probably reminded you of AJ against uh, LSU that year. You know, that emotions you don't even know you have in you. I imagine there's some Bama fans crying this morning. <laughs> they were like, spent all day saying this wasn't a big deal. And then they saw that four pop up. But yeah, you saw that. You saw the way the guys handled it. Um, you know, everything about it. I mean, everything about it. And I think it's for Bama fans, it's satisfactory because. You know, even Bama fans are saying stuff like the dynasty over. Saban's lost it. They lost two games last year, two frigging games on the last second of last year. The year before, they were in the national championship game and winning when Jamison Williams gets hurt. This is a long way from a dynasty over, you know what I no. mean? So, um, And this is a team, unlike a year ago, that if they get the opportunity to close you out, they close you out. I mean, look at that last drive. There was how much? Three, four last minutes. Last couple of drives, yeah. yeah well, that three minutes left, they never saw the ball. Drive That's at 20 to 17, they go down and make it 27 17. And then at 27 24, they take the clock. Can't. I mean, they, I'm not sure you can. I mean, that's what champions do. They go to the victory formation. So, a tip of the hat to Georgia, though. What a run they've had. I mean, I know a lot of people are going to criticize the schedule, but hey, you, you mean you get jammed up. It's not, you watch college football, you see you get jammed up quickly. So that's another thing I think factoring in is that Georgia's going, you know, Bama beat the team that would have been the one seed and favored in its next two games to go into this. I think that also factored in. I'm not sure we need a committee. I think we need Vegas to pick this stuff. You know what I mean? We got all these people read looking at their iPad. Vegas is just straight up going to say, this is the Bama-Michigan score. This is the Bama-FSU score. These are the four best teams. You know, the BCS formula, I saw that. They wheeled that back out. Whatever you thought of the BCS, I thought they got the teams right when it was I just did. two. I and mean, you go back to that Alabama-LSU rematch, people hated it nationally, but it was the right game. Um, they had Bama as the three with Texas as the four. I think they had it Michigan-Washington-Bama-Texas. So – Whatever you think of the BCS formula, I don't think you really. If you're Alabama, I don't think you get super excited. I think you're pretty okay with having to face Michigan first, right? Because in the past, 
if you've got a scheme for, you know, you know, the Washington offense, you already know what Texas is. You got you're familiar with Texas. So you've scouted that, you know, that staff, you know, that team. But if you end up playing Washington, that's a completely different game than you're playing with Michigan. And we saw that before where Bama spent a lot of time figuring out how to stop Kyler Murray, you know, and then have to quick turn around and try to figure out that next team. I think it's easier to go with your base. Um Easier oh, to go yeah. with your base defense and then figure out that guy on the back yeah. end. And this might be a game where we see some base defense, like legitimate three four stuff from Alabama with the tight ends and uh, all the things that Harbaugh likes to get involved. Probably still a good bit of nickel, I would think. And as I recall from the Michigan uh, Ohio State game, I think Michigan had a pretty significant injury um, up front. Zach Zenter who was carted off with a leg injury in the third quarter of that win, uh, broken tibia and fibula, underwent Jeez, surgery please. later that evening. So there's an that's, injury up front not, that we know Michigan's dealing with. You know, and another thing on the injury side, um, Alabama's getting a chance to get healthy. Jace, I mean, that's Jalen yeah. Milrow, 30 days of rest of non-contact. Oh, I mean, that's going to refresh you. Know, that's going to refresh a fella. That's like me and you after an afternoon nap. We're good to go the rest of the day. And then you throw in um, Otis Lawson, who looked great. I thought Lawson did a great. Um, Mo Gooder jumping in. Thanks, yeah, buddy. Classy yeah, classy dude, Mo. Appreciate it, man. Y'all are a really good team. I thought it was Mo Green for a second. I thought he's coming. To, yeah. I was um, making my bones out here. Yeah. Well, they have. So we had. Um, so these guys getting healthy, I thought Lawson looked great. And I still don't think he's 100%. Um, but, uh, I mean, you get all these guys to get 30 days of rest. I know Michigan's going to get it, but they had a little bit different. I mean, you know what's weird? That Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid probably needs it, you know? Oh, absolutely. He went out of the game in the third quarter like he got deemed. Yeah. Kool-Aid's yeah. going to need it. But, hey, man, Trey Amos was – he was lights out once he yeah, got in there did. in that corner. I mean, the weird thing is, with like, I saw everybody saying the – I saw the Georgia guys in the warm-ups. And everybody was tweeting. They looked great. They were healthy and good to go. And then as they got shut down or held well below what we expected, they got injured. They, yeah, they, you know, I think injured. I think that I think that Bowers and McConkey were limited in how much they were used. Maybe, uh, but they were used throughout the game. They got them uh, opportunities. There, there's no doubt about it. Uh, yeah, and when they needed really those guys. Defense. They they tried to get them the football still. And Bowers, he's you know he's still you know I'd be surprised if he played in the bowl. And again, I don't I don't he's next level as far as that warrior type tight end. I mean he's right there with like when you remember in the NFL where you have a guy like uh, Rob Gronkowski. Um, I mean when you have those tight ends, Travis Kelsey, those guys you can ride. That's what Georgia did. Um, you know another thing we should talk about is the special teams and Will Riker taking over the uh, scoring all lead all time lead. for the NCAA. Yeah. Muscled in a couple field goals, one by a field goal, you know. He'd burn up to be a little more consistent. He was a little bit hit and miss the last couple of games, and he had the punt last night against Georgia. Georgia had two guys back on that punt. And that sort of of divided Alabama's punt coverage team to start with, and then he hits this short, low punt in the middle of the field. Hey, that guy, I'll be honest, the Georgia guy, that's a tough catch. I he mean, made a good like, play. That's yeah, like Evans a baseball a where play. you have to dive for a ball. If it gets by you, buddy, that's that's going the distance. But you know, I think it was you know the one thing about it is I had you know the 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 Georgia impact. I mean, Caleb Downs was big. Trez Marshall with the fumble recovery Jermaine has some nice Burton. plays. Burton, you know, we talked about Burton. Look, Burton gets 
you know, some criticism because he's a high energy guy. And I saw him pushing that line. But last night when he scored the touchdown, what did he do? He just walked off the field. Yeah. When he held a catch too. When they when they broke up a pass or draw he or or he incomplete a pass, he just took off and ran back. Someone had talked to him after the game. He's doing the broken heart. But I saw a Georgia player run over to love on him, hug him, and tell him congratulations. So there's some respect there, but it's okay. I thought it was cool post game too. You saw Kirby make it a point to sort of find Jalen Milrow mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, and and congratulate him. Yeah, you know, it, it didn't take Jalen coming to Kirby. I thought Kirby was really classy after the yeah. the handshake and everything with Nick. He made it a point to to I dap think, up Jalen. I think say you know Kirby and Saban are in that same vein. You remember Nick going to talk to Aaron Anderson afterwards and kidding with him about playing after yeah. the LSU game and yeah, the game's over. Yeah, I mean, you saw like I thought the game leading up to it was fantastic. I thought the back and forth with Saban and Kirby was excellent. The kidding around and the all that kind of stuff. You can see there's a comfort level there now that probably wasn't a few years ago. Yeah, Kirby. Um, now that he's won a couple, I, I did notice that a little bit. I more. think that ship will be back it, after it, this it one. More, it seemed to be more personal, in a good way. For well, them. people forget, like you know, I've said, like Kirby Smart. Nobody wanted to beat Georgia more than Kirby Smart when he was at Alabama. Yeah. Nobody go watch when they pat- batted down that pass with Aaron Murray. Kirby's on the field going crazy. Kirby is a competitive dude. So, I mean, you put him on – You, he's the guy you want on your team because if it's not, you know what I mean, he's going to play, he's going to fight, he's going to fight. He is a competitor at every level. So I'm not surprised that they're good sports after that. I mean, obviously, if I'm a Georgia fan, I'm sick. Again, to be out, to go from the one seed to out, that's just a hard pill to swallow. If I'm a Florida State fan, I'm sick as well. You know what I mean? I mean, it's it's, you know, your fate almost got you with an injury, so – what what happens now though? Because we talked about this, and we'll do the recruiting show tomorrow with you and Andrew Bone here on our YouTube home. We'll do that live as well tomorrow morning. Uh, transfer portal now and everything. How how does this? How do you juggle this? You know, if you're Nick Saban and this coaching staff, because it don't wait. All that stuff isn't going to wait. You know, you got the team banquet tonight. We know that's a an annual tradition on this Sunday. Uh, but then tomorrow, man, with the window officially open for the portal and trying to finalize things for this recruiting, early signing recruiting, period. Recruiting. Yeah. I mean, we've got two coming up, two official visitor weekends. We have Nick Saban's going on the road. You know, I mean, it's going to be, uh, you know, you know, going with the um, assistant coaches. They'll be all over the place. This 30 days is going to be a mess. You know what I mean? It's going to be a mess. Recruiting period lasts till the 20th, 22nd. The portal closes. January something, right? January 4, I don't even know on my days. Yeah, it's about a month, exactly. So what you've got, though, is you've got guys that now are in the college football playoffs for not just Bama, Texas, Michigan, and Washington as well, who are thinking about hitting the portal, and they've got to hit the portal basically before these games happen, right? Yeah, and and that's what I'm saying from Alabama's roster. Even with the college football playoff coming up, you got guys on this roster, right? That if they're planning to hit the portal and make it official tomorrow, I, I would expect to see some of that for Alabama's roster. Yeah, I yeah, I think. How do so. you avoid it? I mean, I know you Nick you you doesn't want the distractions, but if guys well, are bolting after the semester, well, there's guys you want to leave are mutual decisions that's better for them somewhere else. There's guys you don't want to leave. There's guys that want to leave that are on the fence, so they're going to have early enrollees coming in. 
Yeah, a lot of 16 of 19, I think it was. So Julian got... Sayan can play J.J. McCarthy on the scout team. Yeah, that would be. And Julian was at the game, you know. And again, you know, I get, I guess I've got old. I don't worry about recruiting like I used to, especially with the portal. I just think the portal changed the entire game, especially for the upper echelon guys. You know, you need to plug and play. You're Kirby, you're Ryan Day, you know, you're Steve Sarkeesian, you're Nick Saban. You can find a plug and play guy because it's so attractive to, to come in and compete and do all that kind of stuff, which is why Burton came to Alabama to begin with. You know, that's why Trez Marshall came to Alabama, a chance to compete in a national championship and be a player when you were clogged up at, a, you know, Georgia wasn't throwing it up to the wide receiver for Burton. And Georgia has a log jam, some really good young backers with Marshall who got jammed up. But, I mean, these guys are going to want to come and play here. And the dreaded three-word, NIL. I mean, you got guys that will be recruited right off your campus with, Big money and promises. Of oh, guys greatness. are getting poached left and right right now. Yeah, it's they there's not. Uh, but the good news is the one thing you don't have to worry about is where your next game's coming. You know what I mean? There's excitement, and we should point out we said after the Texas loss multiple times, every single goal that Alabama had before the start of the season was still on the table. <clears throat> they wanted to win the SEC West. They wanted to win the SEC. They did both. They want to make the college football playoffs. So they did three of their goals already. So absolutely. You know, and on instant analysis last night, I had some Alabama fans tell me, look, if Alabama doesn't make the playoff, I'm fine with this season. I'm fine with 12 and one and an SEC championship and probably as much as anything, putting an end to Georgia's run of 29 straight wins. So I think there was a high, high level of satisfaction for Alabama fans prior to today but now as you said everything really is on the table and the expectation moving forward is for alabama to close the deal four seed two seed doesn't matter oh yeah that's everybody's going to look at alabama as the favorite in this thing yeah that's almost like reverse psychology oh it's been great you know and i you know and let me be clear Bama, we're having this discussion and bama wasn't in the playoff it was one of the best seasons i can remember one of the most enjoyable seasons to see you know, we've, you know, South lost to Texas. The South Florida game was just, you know, I'll never get over the, the time of that. Remember the game went out. It was delayed. It was on like. The weather was terrible. I mean, you it, play football in Tampa yeah. in the afternoon in September. Well, they were holding up like a camcorder at that point because they lost <laughs> their, you know what I mean? The whole, it was like a yellow filter over it. I mean, we they were FaceTiming it. Yeah. So we go through all that, you know, down in almost every game they played, right? Were they down in, this seems like we're down in every, down to Georgia, down to Tennessee, down to LSU. It just seems like, you know, they were down in at every game and then came back. So I can't, I mean, you saw guys like, uh, Terrence Ferguson just come out of the blue. You saw Jalen Milrow grow, Bond. Bond, there is not – I'm going to stand – this guy, I loved him out of high school. We, I think most people did. He did, he was, yeah. He was considered a track guy, right? And he was a track guy. He's a friggin' on the fast. But if you watched his film, you knew. Yeah. Yes, and he also – just to see him develop into a professional ball catcher. You know what I mean? Two hands, you know, like we said, two feet down against Auburn, clear space, find a way, all that kind of good stuff. Um, it's been just a team. I mean, you saw Alabama's receivers in general without Ja'Cory Brooks. If I told you before the season, this group was going to be as productive as they've been, Tim, and this consistent and dependable as they've been without Ja'Cory Brooks really being able to contribute anything. I, I wouldn't have bought into that. I wouldn't have believed it. Yeah. I mean, there, you know, to me, the fun of this, this season was not knowing Kevin Steele's coming in. Tommy Reese is coming in. 
Um, fourth and four just describes it. I wasn't sure what they were doing last night. You know what I mean? I mean, that's not normal, you know. But they gave themselves a chance on the third and 21, right? And the play, the play before call. that, they get the 17 yards to Nye Black, who makes a contested catch against Malachi Starks, one of the best safeties in college football. Absolutely. He's they give themselves right. a chance to hit it. And then, like they've done over the last couple of months, a guy steps up and makes a play like Isaiah Bond. Yeah. I mean, it was just to see that, to call Kirby calls a timeout, Saban calls a timeout, you know, what's happening here. And then, and Bond, way to go to the ball again. I mean, he's out there tracking it down like the, you know, the best center fielder in major league history. That's what he's like. He tracks balls. Unbelievable. He knows how to run up under a ball wherever it's thrown, adjust to it. We've seen that. Um, he made some game. he made some in route adjustments too. That third and two that they converted where Jalen oh, just yeah. pitched oh, it forward. Yeah. You know, on that play, Bond was running across the other way. Yeah. And then he rerouted back and got himself in position where yeah. Jalen could kind of throw that Chris Paul no look and, in the middle know, of the field. That Mechie was Medgie was, was great. I think he's becoming a separate sex uh safety blanket, security blanket like Mechie was for Bryce. Yeah. James was the home run guy. But when it was oh crap, I've got nobody open and they're on me. He's looking for you know, he's looking for Betsy, you know. So um I think the season's great. I think you look forward to playing Michigan. It's a high profile game. That game's always gonna mean something. And um, so Tim, any apologies if you're Alabama for being in this field? Do no, you apologize in any no. form or fashion? Absolutely not. I, I <laughs> ask why they're not ranked higher in that playoff ranking. Four. We're the four. Yeah, we I, two. Well, I don't think they wanted definitely didn't want to put Bama and Texas in the first round. That'd have been anticlimactic. But I mean, you get a playoffs where Bama's possibly facing well, Michigan they wanted Michigan. They wanted Michigan Washington in that Rose Bowl. That's that where was, Alabama probably screwed them up as is just as much as anything. Because if Georgia wins, then you can have Michigan Washington as your two three, and they can play in the Rose Bowl. And then your your sugar can be Texas and in Georgia, which would have made total sense. And that that would have been that's actually would have been a great matchup too. You go back to the uh, where back Texas moment against Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. Well, Bebo so that, tried to kill Uga before yeah, that, that game. That, Remember that, on the actually, that's, a, that's a fourteen playoff that would have been good too. And again, not to pick on FSU, but things change. They're the one team that I just felt that had no business in the discussion because of the quarterback situation but if the quarterback was healthy i just don't think that <clears throat> i just don't think that uh you know alabama would have got in and i also think fsu wouldn't have struggled against florida they wouldn't have struggled against louisville no. they would have i mean it would have been a different animal there and bama would just would have had basically bad luck you know there's not much you can say but it I would have been hope, it would have been the exception year going into the 12 team playoff man you think about that coming on board, you're gonna That's have to win four games. If you're in that first round of those kind of five through twelves in that playoff, you're gonna have to win like four games in the playoff to win the national championship. Oh yeah, we're gonna end up playing more than the NFL. I keep saying, telling you, we're gonna be like Bama, seventeen and three, <laughs> heading into the championship game. But yeah. Michigan, we haven't really discussed Michigan as much. What do you think? How do they match up here? You know, I haven't gotten into them that much. We talked I, about I it earlier. There are some there are some staples of hardball teams that you can expect. They're gonna they're gonna try to win the line of scrimmage on both sides. Uh, typically, it seems like they like to play between the hash marks. They're tight end oriented, um, 
And actually, I give them credit because we've seen more and more of tight ends in the last few years. It's kind of feels like it's reverted back. We've seen Georgia obviously make great use of tight ends. Alabama, it's significant with the tight end uh, position and what it likes to do. Um, you know, I, I go back to, again, uh, is Michigan going to be explosive enough? Because you're going to have to produce some explosive plays, in my opinion, to beat Alabama. Whenever Alabama has matched up with Ohio State, Michigan, Notre Dame, those kind of teams, Tim, the first thing I think about is, do you have explosiveness? Do you have enough explosiveness I think they're uh, just to make try Alabama to, pay? I think they're just going to try to grind you out. And I think that was perfect for what the, the league they did. They only had to come up and – I mean, Penn State was a good team, the, you know, but just a mess on offense, right? Same as Iowa. Another good – Iowa had a good defense. If they'd have had I – I don't know who it was that texted me last night and said, if Iowa had Ty Simpson – They'd be in this game. They no, play absolutely. defense now. They are defense. Yeah, they are a good defensive team. They had any kind of offense. Nothing offense. I like Michigan's running back, the little guy Blake uh, Corum, Corum. I think his name is. Yeah, I, saw, I mean, I like this. I saw some Thanksgiving stuff. He took his nil money and was buying Thanksgiving turkeys. I know a lot of guys did that, but it's still it means something. He's a small guy, five eight, and. Um, kind of a grinder. You know, you look at their stats. The leading rusher, kind of a Ray they, Davis from Kentucky type. Yeah, they get around. He get they get that leading rusher for them gets right around a hundred yards, but outside of anomaly against you know against uh, Penn State, he rushed for one hundred forty five. But if I remember, was a Penn State game where they ran like thirty two times in a row? Was that that game? Yeah, Penn State. Yeah, that's and that's why they have a new offensive coordinator too. No, yeah, that was it's like they've just literally grinded out. But I do, I am excited. I think that uh uh. It's you know it's two big names. You got a lot of big names in this, and Washington. Yeah, I mean, you know we. Uh, it's a helmet game. You talk about Washington's Michigan these, and Alabama. Washington's like a low key program. Nobody talks about. They've been in these playoffs before. This is played Alabama and Atlanta. This isn't a new thing for them. I mean, Washington's a good team, and if you watch, I mean, again, they do frustrating things. The quarterback, I guess, maybe you can compare him to Milrow, where he'll make a and you know just yeah he'll he you know you know he'll come up and, you know short on a pass or long on a pass, and but the guy can sling it. He's got this sidearm throw. I mean, he can. He's got those different arm arm angles, and they're going to try to shut down the run. Um, and Texas is down a running back, right? Aren't they down their leading rusher? I saw him on the sideline. Yes, yes, he's out. I don't for know the if he's year. out for the year or what he, he is. is. He, he is, is so. I believe. And you know, you think about the transfer portal with quarterbacks. It's kind of odd that three of these four teams in this playoff. Um, I say only, only two have transfer quarterbacks. You know, Quinn Ewers started out at Ohio State. I think people forget about that. Yeah. Penix was at Indiana and then went to Washington. But uh, with McCarthy and Milrow, you're talking about quarterbacks for Michigan and Alabama, respectively, that were, I guess uh, you could say, organically developed within the program. Yeah, even with Quinn, I know he's a transfer by definition, but, you know, the it, guy skipped it. You know, it's like he went to Ohio State to get NIL. He did. He an NIL his, truck or something, you know. He skipped his senior year. I mean, I looked up, I don't even think he's 21 yet. I mean, I think he's a year ahead. Or I know he skipped his senior year um, and uh, went to Ohio State, cashed in some NIL stuff, and then came <laughs> back to Texas, where he was committed to begin with, and there was a coaching change, I believe, right? I, I feel like there that was a may coaching. have been going to Sark. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that was, I mean, I don't know how your quarterback can go crap. Sark's coming. I, I got to get leave. out of here. <laughs> I mean, Sark, <laughs> Sark's coming. I'm like, shoot. 
Say less. I'm like uh, Samuel Jackson in Pulp Fiction when the wolf's coming. Say I'll be there less. next Monday. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Coach. Come well, uh, there it is. The Alabama Crimson Tide back in the college football playoff will take on Michigan. That is a New Year's Day game. It's the early game of the semifinals, Tim. Alabama-Michigan set for around four central kickoff from Pasadena. And then in the other semifinal that evening, kind of jealous, man, because I like New Orleans. But uh, Washington and Texas in the Sugar Bowl. We went there last year to see Alabama in the bowl game, and it was great. Um, a lot of, you know, knew how we are about New Orleans, but that would have been a, uh, I think the Alabama team itself will enjoy California. I think this team kind of likes to go out and um, see different things and experience that. And a lot of their biggest games were on the road. So getting out and, you know, where have they been? Auburn and Kentucky this year. Is that the biggest road games as far as Texas A&M? Texas A&M. That was definitely a big one. Yeah. Um, a little bit out of their element. So, um I'm curious. I mean, we did this right after the show. I'm going. Can't wait to get on Twitter and hear all the geniuses. See the bowl the, matchups. Their hot takes. You know, I saw the boys killing with. Dating. You know, I think I think Alabama getting in or the SEC getting in the playoff too was big for some other teams that were hoping for those group uh, those New Year six spots like Missouri, like oh, maybe absolutely. Ole Miss. Because if if the SEC doesn't get in, then Alabama and Georgia slot down. Absolutely, and in those New Year six bowl. games. And you know what else comes into play? Bonus money for coaches when they start getting bumped down. You know, a lot of these coaches, I'm sure Drinkwitz at Missouri, he has a, a bonus for a group of six, New Year's Six game, you know, let alone the college football playoff. So financial, <laughs> Charlie Potter checking in. I love it. Uh, financial implications. Dude, Speaking thinking, of which, Charlie Potter said he can't wait to send his Cali expense. I thought about that tomorrow. right when it hit. I <laughs> knew. Look, yeah, well, Tim, there's like five of us going out there, so we'll all be, you know, getting that into you. This Charlie Potter though gets on the road, and he's like steak and caviar, lobster tail kind of guy. <laughs> I got, I got. No, in all serious, Charlie doesn't. He's great not in and out burger in California. Charlie, Charlie is strip spend. Thrift on the road does a great job Charlie's, for us. Charlie's the best, man. That's we a scary Charlie. cartoon thing he's got going on. That guy's got yeah, it's white a little eyes. creepy, but you know. Come on, Chuck. Come on, baby. It works. It works for him. We love it, Charlie. Um, yeah, it'll be a great trip back out to California for Alabama and its fans. You know, again, the last time out there, Texas in that BCS national championship game. My only problem is, especially on a stage with New Orleans is that my experience out there previously was that the area, it's just so big and vast and there's so many things going on. And the mm -hmm. Rose Bowl isn't central to yeah. like an entertainment district like the Superdome is. It just feels like another football game out there. Yeah. Whereas so, in New, yeah, Orleans, New Orleans, it is a, is a week-long yeah. party. It's where, yeah, New Orleans is a walking city. You know, we go, you know, we go there. We don't, we never get back in our car once we arrive. We went uh, Thanksgiving, before Thanksgiving, the weekend to see the Pelicans. Couple of games. We go to eat. We go to eat, walk, and watch either the Pelicans or the Saints or Alabama if they're there. Um, but we don't get back in our car once we park it. You know what I mean? We're not like, hey, let's drive over to the quarter. So you're right. I mean, it's right on you. Um, you know, you get out and you can find plenty to do. And even though that city, doesn't seem big. It's got enough restaurants that you can absolutely oh. find. You know what I mean? That's go the, the thing. Garden like, District. Go to the Garden District. Go to Carrollton. There's anywhere, you know. It's like being in New York City. You can find food, you know, good dining anywhere. They can't 
literally can't sell it out. And also it's fun to be there. It'd be fun to be there when you have teams like last year, a team that's probably never been to New Orleans. And, um, you know, you could tell how much they were enjoying it, being on bourbon and doing all that stuff and for the first time. But I think yeah. we're happy. Charlie likes to travel. Charlie loves it. You know, he, he likes to drive, it. though. I don't I don't think he'll drive that one. So He might. This dude's a, he's a grinder. He is. He <laughs> is. There's no doubt about it. Hey, well, good stuff, Tim. We'll wrap it up. Uh, we've got continuing coverage, obviously, at BamaOnline.com uh, between Charlie, Clint Lamb, Jimmy Stein, and then, as we said, there is so much on the recruiting trail, whether it's high Absolutely. school portal related. We're going to have all of that for you as it breaks as well. You want to hang out with us on the round table or premium message board, Tim, that's the best place yeah, to do last it. Last right? night, if you saw one of the highlights was Joseph Hastings and Andrew bone getting those recruits reactions last night. You know, yeah. they Joe, Joseph and Andrew woke me up texting where Bama coaches are going, where everything that's happening, because you know, the thing about it is they got the banquet, right? Yeah. But if they've got to be in wherever tomorrow, they'll fly out tonight, get their hotel and hit the ground in the morning. I mean, these guys are going to, get out there and grind. And it's not just, you know, you still want to walk through the halls of those 25 guys, right? You know, the accidental bump. You, know, you, you gotta, still, you've got to take advantage of the openings. No doubt. Hey, there's a lot of the one thing about it. There's nothing. There's not quite anything like Nick Saban being at a high school, right? Yeah. But you get the play by play, the teachers tweeting it and the, Oh yeah. You know, it's a big deal. Yeah. It's a, it's a big one. It's still a big deal, Tim, as we learned once again, last night. Nick Saban's yeah, you, still a pretty big deal. Yeah, the reaction, the negative reaction tells you how big a deal it is. Has anybody checked in on David Pollock? Can we get an update? No, Maybe. I mean, I don't know what. I mean, this, I mean, I don't, I mean, he, I, I will say this about him. He handles it well. He kind of owns it. So some of these guys say it to get a reaction, but he, you know, he's really, really stupid. It's just, um, I mean, Nick Saban's inflicted a lot of pain, a lot of emotional I mean, look at what he's done head-to-head with Kirby. For you to come out here and say all this stuff, I mean, that you don't believe, I mean, that's one way to lose your job. Oops. Yeah, well. You know. <laughs> we'll try to keep ours at BamaOnline.com. Yeah, we're just going to keep it nice and easy and smooth. We're going to just go with the flow. But we've got, again, a ton of stuff coming up for you at BOL. You'll want to hang out with us. Um, recruiting team hoops so much coming together this time of year and we're very very glad to do it be sure to hang out right there at bol tim watts we'll talk again real soon for tim travis until next time so long everybody